2: a mess on highway 64 after a tractor trailer overturns wrl's breaking news tracker is there live with how long it could affect your drive
3: a 10-year-old accidentally shoots a one-year-old in edgecombe county i'll tell you why the sheriff says this opens a wider conversation around gun safety then are shark attacks happening more often
4: WREL talks with an expert who explains why we are seeing more shark sightings. Thunderstorm chances begin to ramp down tonight, and the next big story is weekend heat. I'll show you when the heat index exceeds 100.
0: Right now at 7 o'clock, we are continuing to follow breaking news that's affecting traffic in Wake County. Good evening. Thank you for joining us. I'm Chris Lovington.
2: And I'm Ashley Rowe. This is video from the scene where a tractor-trailer overturned on Highway 64 West leading to part of that highway to shut down.
0: We've got WREL's Willie Danily and the breaking news tracker live at that scene. So Willie, do we know when the road is going to reopen? And any idea of what was in that tractor trailer? It looks like there's some kind of bags or something.
1: Chris, as of now, there's been no update on when this road is going to reopen. If you can see behind me, they're still working on getting that tractor trailer right side up. Take a look at this video that I captured on the scene and you can see those bags that you mentioned on the ground. I'm not exactly sure what was in them, but I know that that debris was scattered all over the two lanes of the expressway here. Police have it blocked off for just this um, over the the ramp on Kelly Road just between this area they have it blocked off and they have a traffic detoured around the area. It's not much traffic that's coming through here as of now so that's a good thing but there's no way you can get there and there's no sign of when this is going to reopen anytime soon. We're still waiting to figure out what happened to this truck. It's possible that when it was coming around this curve it turned over on its side but like I said we're still waiting to get those answers. We're also working to figure out if the driver of that truck is okay. I'm going to keep you updated with what I find out. Back to you, Chris. All right, thanks, Willie. We'll see you in just a bit.
2: The storms have moved out. The sun is shining across much of our area. Here's a live look at White Lake. Looks like a nice evening for these two fishermen out here. Sun's starting to go down, shimmering over the lake. Meteorologist Kat Campbell is in the
4: WRAL Severe Weather Center. Kat can we expect a quiet night after the storms today? Yes, we can, Ashley. That's the good news. The storms are to our east right now. These are severe storms in the New Bern area, but they will continue to move away from our area. So the WRL weather alert day, we've dropped that for the remainder of the evening. And tonight we did pick up on some decent rain today, better than nothing for our yards, right? Pittsburgh saw over three quarters of an inch, over a half of inch of rain in Durham. RDU, just under half an inch, Cary 0.4 inches for Liberty, 0.4 or five inches and just a little bit of rain over a tenth of an inch in Rocky Mount. The weekend features lower rain chances, but we do have the heat building back in 95 Saturday, 97 by Sunday. It's going to feel hotter than that once you factor in the humidity. I'll have a closer look at the heat index forecast coming up. Okay, Kat, thanks.
0: Two women have been charged because a 10 year old boy accidentally shot his one year old cousin in Edgcumbe County. WREL's Destiny Patterson talked with the Edgcumbe County sheriff today and he says he is just so thankful that the one year old boy survived.
3: Just about 10 minutes from here, that one year old baby was hit in the arm. Sheriff Atkinson says that he was initially told the baby was hit by fireworks.
1: We were notified by UNC police that this baby was not injured by fireworks. Uh, This baby was injured by a gunshot wound.
3: Who was it exactly that told you it was fireworks and how could that get, like, how could that initial call be
1: misconstrued? Family called in and they said the baby was murdered by fireworks.
3: Despite the details, the sheriff says he was thankful the baby survived.
1: We can figure out the rest but now we don't have to do a death notification.
3: Deputies say the 10 year old got a hold of this gun, a loaded AR-15. Tasha and Yasmin Mayo face charges for not safely storing the gun. The sheriff says Tasha Mayo is the grandmother to both children and Yasmin Mayo is the one year old's aunt. Where is mom in all of this? Mom was at work. What about dad?
1: I was contacted by dad. He was highly emotional.
3: He says it's up to the adults to properly secure any weapons.
1: Weapons hurt, weapons kill, weapons destroy. We- weapons can also defend and keep you safe. But in this case, uh, we had a one-year-old baby that got hurt.
3: The sheriff says the baby is back at home recovering well. He says that responsible gun owners should keep their weapons in a lockbox or a safe or use gun locks. Destiny Patterson, WRL News, Edgecombe County.
0: And a court date for both women is set for September 13th.
2: New developments in the case of Genesis Dockery. She's the 8-year-old who was killed when the 11-year-old son of her babysitter shot her. The Cumberland County Sheriff's Office petitioned the Juvenile Justice Department accusing the boy of two counts of larceny of a firearm and one count of manslaughter. Genesis was shot July 25th at the babysitter's home on Mercedes Drive. She died two days later at the hospital. This afternoon, her family and their attorney
1: called for action. There's no real justice because we cannot go back in time and bring back genesis. That's the ultimate justice, what we want, but we can't do that. What we can do is try to hold those accountable,
5: not just this juvenile, but hold those accountable that allow this 11-year-old juvenile to gain access to a weapon. As I stated before, he said the gun's in the safe, all right? He also knew the combination to the safe.
2: The juvenile justice system will now decide if they will discipline the 11-year-old. It's unclear how long the process will take for the DOJ to make that decision.
6: I'm Mark Boyle in the WRL Live Center. New right now at 7 o'clock. The governor there in Hawaii giving some new information about the death toll and where things stand after those deadly fires continue to move through the area. Take a look. This is some new video we put together here. Just devastating here uh, after the past 24 to 36 hours here. You see the number at the bottom of your screen. At least 36 people have been confirmed dead. The governor says with what uh, they're seeing out there, that number could actually get as high as 60 or more, and just complete devastation, especially in the town of Lahaina on the west side of the island there. On your screen, some of the key bullet points here, the new details talking about the fire, some good news in terms of containment, 80% contained right now at this hour as firefighters continue to battle those flames. 2,000 or more acres burned in the total of six fires. So it's not the whole island. There are just a a handful that are really concentrated here. Continue to be mass evacuations. Airlines across the United States adding additional flights. This is an update from Hawaiian Airlines here just updated. They've added nine flights, and today they've added six flights on top of the regular schedule from Honolulu to Maui to get people out and also get supplies in as this continue, continues to be a dire situation for those on that island back to you
0: all right thank you mark it's 36 people goodness a woman found dead outside a carry home in march was pregnant and under the influence of drugs when she was shot and killed that's according to a new autopsy report wrel's chelsea donovan has more on what else that autopsy found
7: for more than five months, it's been a mystery here in Cary as to why a woman's body was found burned in a trash pile in a Cary neighborhood. We still don't know the motive as the suspect shot and killed himself, but we do know the manner of the woman's death. It's quite going in the backyard. All right.
2: Is it contained or is it like, is it in
5: the mm-hmm. or is it just on the grass? Uh, I don't know. It's 20 feet across. That
7: 911 call is what led authorities to the home of Ian DeLauder on Dorset Drive in Cary on March 19th. Authorities said they found the body of 34-year-old Cecily Ann Walker in a backyard fire pit. New information in a recently released autopsy report states when the fire department arrived, they spoke to the homeowner. DeLauder was standing at the edge of the fire pit. The homeowner ran into the camper parked into the driveway, spoke to his live-in girlfriend, and then shot himself with a gun. DeLauder then died at a nearby hospital. The autopsy revealed that Cecily Ann Walker was lying in the fetal position on her left side inside a partially burned plastic garbage bin. Most of her body was charred. The autopsy also states that a wide rope was wrapped around her waist, which had to be cut. The autopsy found that Walker was shot in the head and also pregnant in the first trimester when her body was recovered. The toxicology report detected cocaine, fentanyl and methamphetamines in her system. The relationship between Walker and DeLauder is still unknown at this time. Chelsea Donovan, WRL News, Carrie. As the new school year
2: inches closer, districts around the triangle are trying to hire more bus drivers. The Durham Public School District needs to hire five full-time drivers in these next couple of weeks. Transportation Director Joe Harris Jr. says DPS tries to set their new employees up for success. They do this by helping them get their license and offering a $3,000 bonus.
1: We actually pair them with a more seasoned employee as a driver to make sure that they are able to get the things that they need by riding, uh, having a
0: mentor and that makes a big difference um, in a new employee.
2: Wake County currently has 17 bus routes uncovered and Cumberland County Schools tell W. R. L they need to hire 17 more drivers too.
0: And while we're talking about, Cumberland County, the town of Stedman is now under a boil advisory. Officials released a statement saying a lightning strike hit the town's main water line. And those connected to the town water system should boil their water for at least one minute. That's to kill any disease-causing organisms that might be in the water. This affects anyone, again, who's connected to that water system. So ahead, a push to spread the word to veterans, the VA has extended your chance to sign up for benefits under the PACT Act. We'll explain why and share the new deadline in just a bit. Plus, should we really be afraid of sharks swimming in the ocean? After the break, we talk to one UNC professor about an increase in shark sightings and bites too.
2: Veterans now have a few more days to sign up for expanded benefits under the PACT Act. The Veterans Administration extended the deadline until 11.59 p.m. on Monday. So make a note of that extension, Monday, August 14th. The agency cites significant issues with its website and high call volume that made it difficult for veterans to sign up. We talked with Durham's VA's chief of staff. Dr. Laura Fox says veterans who had difficulty signing up are actually in the system despite any error messages that they may
3: have received. They can rest assured that those error messages have been received, even though they uh, may not think that their claims are being processed. They have uh, logged the intent to file and that has saved that effective date for their benefits.
2: Go to va.gov slash pact to sign up. Soldiers who are exposed to burn pits, Agent Orange, and other toxic substances are eligible. The benefits will be backdated to last August.
0: The Carowinds roller coaster, Fury 325, reopened this afternoon. Fury was shut down in June because a visitor spotted a crack in a support beam. That beam was replaced and the coaster was meticulously realigned to the track. We're talking it had to go 500 times before today's final inspection by North Carolina's Department of Labor.
2: received the green light to build a new hospital on its campus in Garner. The facility will be built at the intersection of White Oak Road and Timber Drive East. It'll be a 45-bed acute care facility. The hospital will be part of what WakeMed is calling a whole-person health campus. They're also building a mental health well-being hospital in that location. Crews should break ground this fall.
0: Is our fear of sharks rational? What's contributing to the increase in shark sightings? You may find yourself asking these very reasonable questions after seeing so many shark attacks in the news lately. Joining us tonight is UNC Chapel Hill ecologist and professor Joel Fordry. To talk more about this, Joel is usually behind the longest running shark survey in the US taking place off the coast of North Carolina. So thank you so much for joining us. To start us off, a question most of us have. Do you believe that our fear of sharks is rational?
5: Uh, I understand the fear when you think about the stakes. The stakes can be high for people. Uh, a shark attack could change your, your day or, or your life. Uh, when you think about the odds, it's it's very uh, unrational to worry about sharks. You should be much more concerned about the currents and riptides and uh, almost everything else, the
0: drive to the beach and, and not sharks. We've seen riptides have been an issue, too, in the past. So what prompts a shark to actually attack someone?
5: Well, we don't know. Um but it seems to, to happen in places where the water's turbid. Uh, it may be wavy. There may be a lot of uh, noise in the signals that sharks tend to use to, to find their typical prey. Um, but it's so rare that it's kind of like asking, uh, you know, how do you, how do you win a bad lottery? I mean, that's just how rare it is.
0: So talk a little bit about your shark survey and some things that we have found that you actually wish that more people knew. Well, the
5: shark survey has been going on for over five decades, and it actually suggests that uh, over time, we, we now have fewer really big sharks than we used to in the past. Um, we do think that as conservation measures have been in place and, and ramping up over the last two or three decades, there are some signals of increases in some sharks, uh, maybe duskies, maybe hammerheads. While other species we're not seeing upticks in in our survey, uh, things like silkies, Um, I suppose I wish people understood just how skittish sharks tend to be. Um, a lot of their behaviors, a lot of their adaptations are all about minimizing risk. Um, it's pretty easy to spook a shark. Um, I think people sometimes hear stories about bull sharks and bull sharks may be that exception. They can be a little more aggressive, but we have lots of species, over 20 species you could expect to see on any given day in North Carolina waters, um, or more, and, they're almost always very skittish animals
0: i'm curious is there any specific thing that you can maybe think of that might be leading to the increase in shark sightings i'm not sure if climate change has a reason of it. i know the water is getting warmer as well uh, i certainly think the
5: the biggest thing is just the number of people that are spending time in the water and the fact that over the last decade uh, almost all of us have a phone with us and so now uh People like me or you or our neighbors when they're at the beach uh, might take a video of a shark, um, but sharks live in the coastal zone. It's a great place for them to, to find food um, uh, as they are uh, giving birth to their
0: young. Uh, they're often doing that in shallower water. So they're again, they're near our coast. Obviously, this is really insightful for a lot of people who've been wondering, why is it we actually been seeing a lot more spottings of sharks at least being reported in the news. Joe Feltri, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you.
2: And so on that note, let's get over to Carolina Beach. Uh, Not too many people
4: afraid of going in the water over here. It's a beautiful evening. Uh, Kat, are we expecting to see any storms rolling through this area? We are expecting an uptick in thunderstorm activity once we get to the weekend at the coast. Unfortunately, there could be some storms at our southern beaches again tomorrow. Out there at Carolina Beach looking good tonight. And I think a lot of people are going to be headed east this weekend to maybe hop in the water and escape the heat. 97 is what it's going to feel like tomorrow with an actual high of 92. 95 for the high on Saturday. Heat index 100. Check out Sunday, 97 degrees are forecast high. The heat index should be in that 105 zone. Maybe you're headed west this weekend to escape the heat. It's gonna be the place to go. 76 in Boone, Grandfather Mountain in the upper 60s. We're expecting to be in the mid 80s, closer to Asheville. I did wanna mention there will be some patchy dense fog in the mountains tonight, and there could be some hit or miss thunderstorms there tomorrow. I don't think it's gonna be a washout by any means. It's not gonna be as much rain there. Saturday looks like the better day in the mountains in terms of drier weather. It's going to be warm, at least for the mountains, 80s, you know, even 90s in Bryson City and Asheville is pretty high for the mountains this time of year. Grandfather Mountain, 75, 82 degrees in Boone Saturday. If you're headed to the beach tomorrow, as I mentioned before, our southern beaches could see some storms. That would mainly be from Topsail Island Point South all the way down into South Carolina, Myrtle Beach. That's where we have the best chance for scattered storms tomorrow. But if you're going to be headed to our northern beaches, the Outer Banks shouldn't be quite so stormy. It's the opposite for saturday. We may see some thunderstorms early in the day there. It's not a washout at the coast though. Either day this weekend, looking a little drier for our southern beaches. Highs right around 90 for Wrightsville Beach. The system that we're watching tonight, still bringing a few thunderstorms to the coast at this hour. We're going to watch those storms continue to push out of the area tonight. And the next big story, as I mentioned, is going to be the heat for the weekend. So hopefully you enjoyed today. At least we were a little cooler today. 88 degrees right now in Fayetteville, a bright blue sky, 84 in Durham, 84 in Raleigh at Dix Park. Bark in the park underway at the DBAP at this hour. And luckily they have dry weather as we expected. So things are pretty quiet on the radar. Most of the storms are to our east now. We've got one small shower in Greensboro. The severe weather threat is over for tonight. we'd leave in that very small chance for rain. But after midnight, we should be nice and dry low temperatures in the mid 60s to about 70 degrees in Fayetteville. Let's look at your seven day forecast. We got a lot of heat on the way. After all, it's August tomorrow. There are small storm chances, 20% during the day, 30% tomorrow night. These would be isolated, not going to be a widespread area of rain like what we saw earlier today. Saturday looks dry, hot and humid. 97 on Sunday with isolated summertime storms. Better chances come on Monday with a storm system coming our way for the beginning of next week. But a little drop in humidity still looking likely by next Wednesday. Ashley and Chris. We are glad to hear about that drop in humidity. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Kat.
0: (laughs) A number of international teachers are headed to Wake County schools.
4: After the break, how their global
2: perspectives help benefit students in and out of the classroom. (laughs) Sky watching, reptiles and more all coming up this weekend.
0: Yeah, we certainly hope that you're not bored at all. (laughs) WREL Lifestyle editor Katherine Hanrahan has the best bets for this weekend.
2: Look to the skies Saturday night at Dix Park during a viewing party for the Perseids meteor shower. It's from 9 to 11 p.m. at the Big Field at Dix Park. Admission is free. Reptile fans will want to visit the North Carolina State Fairgrounds this weekend for Repticon. The exotic animal show will include hundreds of vendors and animals. Tickets start at $10 for adults and $6 for children. And on Saturday, the monthly Geek and Grub Market will be at Fred Fletcher Park in Raleigh. From 6 to 10 p.m., shop from a variety of retro vendors and enjoy games and more fun. This month's theme is anime. Admission is free. And if you're looking for some comedy this weekend, former Mad TV star Arius Spears will be playing the Raleigh Improv Friday and Saturday. Tickets are still available. These are just a few ways to get out and about this weekend. Kathy Hanrahan, WRAL News
0: a good time from our residential snake lover, oh, Ashley Rowe. no,
2: thank you. <laughs> Ooh, no thanks. Hey, this Saturday, experience nearly 25 miles of yard sales through the rural areas of Cumberland and Sampson counties.
0: I mean, you got to like a good deal, right? The Maxwell Road Endless Yard Sale route stretches from Stedman on Highway 24 to Clinton on Highway 421. The event includes the opportunity to discover both new and like new items at fair prices featuring crafters, product representatives, and fundraisers, too. This is the ninth year for the Endless Yard Sale. Over the past 15 years, Wake County public school leaders have recruited international teachers. And
2: today they gathered for their Ambassador Teacher Welcome Day in Cary. Organizers say the program, called Participate, helps break down global barriers. Teachers come from places like Columbia in South America and from China to teach here. Cheryl Didham with the Wake County Schools says it helps students see the world through their own eyes and culture.
3: In my experience, the children who usually get an international teacher are incredibly excited about that experience. Um, and they learn a lot of things that they normally would not typically learn from an American teacher.
0: The system says teachers from places including China and Colombia can have a shared learning experience with students. And I would be curious to know, you know what the end result is because different yeah. cultures, different types of teaching styles. Oh, it's
2: valuable for both the students and the teachers, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Thanks for making WRL your choice for local news.
0: Just a reminder, our next newscast is at 10 o'clock on Fox 50 and 11 o'clock on WRL. We leave you with this beautiful image from Pinehurst. Have a great evening.
2: Keep watching WRAL News over the air, Channel 34 and Spectrum Channel 1257.
1: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop.